1: What is
0: going on guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire. Hitting you guys back up here on this Victory Monday as the Panthers have opened the 2018 regular season with a W, defeating the Dallas Cowboys 16-8. We'll talk about the game and preview a little bit their big divisional battle next Sunday against the atlanta falcons of course locked on panthers is brought to you by mybookie.ag use the promo code locked on when creating your new account and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar so go check out MyBookie. so let's jump into it panthers 1-0 big victory uh, always good to start the season with a bang uh, it Was of course the first time in a in a few years, that the Panthers actually got to open at home in the regular season, and they uh, took full advantage of it, uh, really shutting down the Cowboys' defense, especially for the first three quarters. Uh, defensive line just really got after it. You know, the the defensive line was definitely one of the kind of a collective MVP, I, I guess you could say, of, of this game. You know, guys like Julius Peppers, Wes Horton, Kwan Short, they were all getting in on the mix, really making things difficult for uh, Dak Prescott. And like I mentioned in kind of the pregame, I said, I think there's a, there's a chance that the Panthers can uh, – Make things a little rough for Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. Well, Zeke Elliott really wasn't much of a factor in this game until the fourth quarter when he scored his touchdown. You know, he did carry the ball 15 times for 69 yards. So that's uh, quick math tells me. That, I mean, that's still about four yards. It's a shade under four yards a carry, but still not really the uh, not not really the impact that you expected from Zeke Elliott in his first game back. And he was pretty quiet uh for the first couple first couple quarters. Again, really the entire uh Cowboys offense was quiet for the first three quarters. Their lone touchdown came in the fourth quarter. You know, this was a a ten nothing game at halftime. Uh at one point it was sixteen nothing with the missed extra point. Uh but overall again the defense just looked uh outstanding. Uh, they help. They hold Dak Prescott to 19 of 29 passing for just 170 yards. Again, Zeke Elliott 15 carries, 69 yards and a touchdown. Dak Prescott carried five times for 19 yards. And then uh, Cole Beasley led the way with seven catches for 73 yards. For the Panthers, it was a pretty collective group, or uh, I should say. We'll say a collaborative effort. You saw a, a lot of players get in the mix, uh, contributing to this game. Cam Newton, 17-26, buck 61, also carried 13 times for 58 yards as he was kind of getting back to his old ways of re- using his legs a lot. And he did have that goal line touchdown, which is, you know, that that's starting to become classic Panthers. You get down near the goal line, it's Cam Newton time. Uh, Christian McCaffrey 10 carries 50 yards also had six catches for 45 yards you saw CJ Anderson get some carries uh, so he he was involved a little bit more than he was during the preseason which was which was good to see because uh, actually he had seven carries for 35 yards so uh, average wise McCaffrey and CJ Anderson had the exact same average funnily enough both averaging five yards a carry and again uh, you know, very close in terms of rushing attempts. McCaffrey with 10, Anderson with 7, so a nice split there. Uh, the difference, of course, again, the six catches for Christian McCaffrey. So in total, he ends up out-touching Anderson 16-7. to uh, You also saw uh, Alex Arma score a goal-line touchdown, which I... If I recall correctly, I believe that's his first career touchdown. So good for him. Um, again, McCaffrey was actually the leading receiver, six catches, 45 yards. Devin Funches, three catches, 41 yards. Uh, e- even Ian Thomas had a couple grabs. Uh, I know he had, had one late. So a good, perfor- solid performance by the offense, getting a very good performance by the defense led of course by the one and only luke keekley 13 tackles as always he's all over the field shaq thompson we said this was going to be his breakout campaign and he showed it nine tackles and a sack Uh, another guy that was all over the field you kind of saw they mixed up defenses though they there were times i i think looked like the first play they had the three linebackers out there but then you saw Captain Bunnerland out there a bit. So they're definitely mixing and matching between your base defense and your nickel defense. Again, trying to figure something out as uh, as they don't have Thomas Davis now for what will still be three more games. Uh, but, uh, again, overall solid performance. Shaq Thompson with a sack. Mario Addison and Wes Horton each with a sack and a half. k1 Short with two. So, you know, that's five times that, uh, that's, that's five total sacks. So they, again, they really made life pretty hectic for Dak Prescott, really, uh, slowing down that offense. Again, it wasn't until the fourth quarter that the Cowboys kind of got something going, but at that point it was too little, too late. And the Panthers defense made the plays when they need, needed to stepping up in big situations, uh, so 16 to eight is the final, uh, and again uh, the defensive line really was the the key component here. And remember, the Cowboys really were only without one key starter on the offensive line, and that was Travis Frederick. But again, being that that's the center, that's that's still pretty important. And you know, you, you could tell it it took its toll on Dak Prescott and on Zeke Elliott. So. Uh, Big, big performance for the defensive line and and the front seven. Uh, Even the secondary, you know, Mike Mike Adams made some plays. Uh, It was a good team effort overall. So uh, pretty impressed with with how the Panthers played. Uh, Offensive line, liked what I saw to Taylor Moten in his first game as left tackle. Uh, It was real nice to see Darrell Williams get the start. But that leads us to the injury bug striking again. Uh, Darrell Williams goes down late with a knee injury, which they've said is different than the MCL tear that he suffered uh, during the preseason. So he'll get the MRI today to see what the official diagnosis is. Hopefully he's not going to be out long, but... Uh, certainly, uh, you worry a little bit about his availability again. And of course you have also lost, at least for the time being, Greg Olson. Uh, he went down with a foot injury, uh, early in the game in the first quarter, did not return. Um, and of course he dealt with a knee injury last season that cost him nine games, um, don't know offhand if this is a sim- kind of a similar injury to last year, or if this is a new injury. But obviously, that's a bit of a tough pill to swallow. And then every, I'm sure everybody held their breath late in the game when Luke Keekley went down, and he looked like he was hurt pretty bad. Uh, he was going after his lower body, um, and even the commentators on Fox, you know, Joe Buck was talking about. How you think back to all the concussions Keekley has suffered, all the, you know, he had the shoulder injury, or the shoulder surgery during the offseason, now this was a, a lower leg injury, luckily he was right back out there on the next series, which was big, because again, that was the drive that Dallas was trying to tie the score, but the defense comes up big, um, a lot of three and outs too, so, again, a lot of positives, but, again, the the cost right now is how long are we going to be without uh, Greg Olson and Darrell Williams. And you saw when Williams went out, they actually put Amini Silatolo in there at right tackle. Uh, Greg Van Roten actually ended up getting the, the start at left guard. So I guess they're still kind of taking it easy a little bit with Silatolo, but he ends up going going out there at right tackle in replace of Darrell Williams. And again, so just this, this just goes to show you that uh with Darrell Williams possibly being out for a while, that lack of depth that the Panthers have on the offensive line now is just going to continue to rear its ugly head. Which is again one reason why uh they went out and traded for Corey Robinson, right before final cuts, so that that's the concern. Again, that's you know hopefully it's nothing too serious. We'll find out Monday, but again, certainly it is still a time though to celebrate because the Panthers are one and up, and again that that's certainly something to be happy about uh, in what could be now. Again, maybe I was a little high on the Panthers, or excuse me, not on the Panthers, on the Cowboys uh, when I actually projected them to go to the playoffs, you know, you try not to overreact to week one, but everybody's going to do it today anyway, you know, that's that's why they tout the day after as overreaction Monday, you know, like for example, we could talk about, some people may say how great the Ravens offenses for what they did against the Bills or the Bucks putting up 48 and we'll, we'll touch on the NFC South, you know, cause you know, always good to keep tabs on the NFC South as well. I mean, well really uh, we talked cause we talked about the Falcons on Thursday. So there's really one other game to talk about cause they played each other, but the Bucks, you know, putting up 48 against the saints, you know, that's going to be an overreaction and, of course, talking about Jameis Winston. But when it comes to the Cowboys, you know, like I said, maybe I was a little high on them. Uh, you know, part of it was their schedule, too, I guess, that they ended up with, with them 11-5. and five. But uh, still, if the Cowboys somehow are in playoff contention, this win is going to be big because, again, as... All of you, I'm sure, are well aware. And you know, for those that aren't too familiar with the tie-breaking system, of course, head-to-head is the first tiebreaker. So, anytime you can get wins over potential uh, playoff contenders, potential teams you're battling for playoff spots with, they're big. Which is why next week's game is going to be another big one because you know, division opponent, a team you're going to f- fight for a division and a playoff spot with, and the Falcons. So, these games are big for the Panthers. So, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, this is this is still a big win. You know, any win is good, you know, especially in week one. Gets you off to the right foot. You know, because when you start 0-1, you're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. You're trying to play catch up a little bit. Uh, so, getting this first win out of the way is is certainly big. So, that so that's kind of a wrap up. You know, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, we'll discuss snap counts and pro fo- pro football focus grades uh, down the line. Uh, but real quick, of course, I want to thank one of our great sponsors over at MyBookie.ag. You know, ever since I started this podcast, I've been talking about uh, who to bet. You know, I'm sitting here wishing I would have bet my life savings on the Baltimore Ravens because I knew they'd have their way with nathan peterman uh but nonetheless you know who you're betting on is pretty important but who you bet with what site you bet with is just as important and that's why i'm telling you guys to go with my bookie because they've been in business for years they have great reviews online their mobile site is very easy to use they are your best bet this season so lay down some cash and win big today Listen, I would only recommend a service that's been good to me, to my listeners, so that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie because when you win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and for you fantasy guys out there, you can bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Now, if you're looking at a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, would you have thought he'd score as many fantasy points as he did? Probably not, but nonetheless, you can go ahead and bet the fantasy over-under. So join now, and bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code On to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid.
1: This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders
0: podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service, any time sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card so let's talk real briefly about week two now and of course later this week we'll have the crossover again uh with aaron freeman of locked on falcons certainly a guy that hit that I've been working with now for a couple times. Uh, always great to talk to him. So looking forward to our discussion of this one. Uh, like I said, before, before the promo, big game next week, divisional opponent, early, early division opponents, you know, always good to get that. Always good to try to get that first early division win out of the way. So this is a big game, especially with the Falcons at 0 and 1. I mean, you've got a shot now, uh, as yourself, as the Panthers, to start two and zero, and also put the Falcons at an zero and two hole. And like we, like I talked about on Friday when I kind of discussed the Falcons game against the Eagles, we talked, of course, about Keanu Neal and the the fear that it was a torn ACL because we didn't get the confirmation at the time by the time I recorded I just talked about the fact that the way his knee buckled and the way he went down on a non-contact that I worried it was a torn ACL well sure enough actually it was a little shortly after I stopped recording that I had ESPN on and there's Adam Schefter and sure enough the news he broke the news that it was in fact a torn ACL so that is a very unfortunate circumstance and very unfortunate turn of events for the Atlanta Falcons because Keanu Neal was becoming a a great playmaker for the Falcons. He was really becoming one of the leaders of that offense. Now, DeMonte KZ stepped in and played well in his absence, but, you know, just that leadership that Keanu Neal was bringing is a huge loss for this Falcons offense, you know, so KZ, I and I'm, i I feel like they're gonna. I know there's a lot of people out there that have wanted the Falcons to go out and get someone like, you know, trade for Earl Thomas or sign Eric Reed, but I think they have to feel pretty good about the way KZ played in a pinch, and I think they're gonna stick with him a little bit. But again, it's just that leadership on and off the field. That the Falcons are going to miss with Keon Neal. So, and again, we talked about how banged up they were uh, in other spots too. You know, I, I think it was Dion Jones, I believe it was, that got banged up a little bit. So, this is this is a good spot for the Panthers, I think, in terms of the way that their offense clicked a little bit. Yeah, they only scored 16 points, but you can you can tell they're they're comfortable moving the ball. You know, they, they got McCaffrey a good bit of the touches. They got Anderson involved in there a little bit. This is an offense that's starting to grow and can kind of hang in there a little bit. You know, and, and, and the, the way they match up with the Falcons, I think, you know, I'm going to be curious to see if they give McCaffrey the ball a little bit more, how much they attack that front front seven, how much they attack KZ. I think this is a, a situation where you could possibly send out guys like Funchess after him, or some of your wide receivers, and really test them. Because again, while Casey is good, he is still pretty young and, um, and still fairly inexperienced, but not you know like a complete you know throwing him to the, to the wolves. But I, I think it's this is a situation where. You can go out and attack KZ and, and kind of see what he's made of and and see what you got here. But I, I think I think the Falc or I think the Panthers match up pretty well. I, I think they can kind of hold their own. Yeah, you know, I, I think they early on they, they they definitely have a shot. You know, I can't see Matt Ryan playing as bad as he did on Thursday night. But then again, you know. This is two tough defenses now that he's going to go up against. He faced a very good one in Philadelphia on Thursday, and he's going to face a very good one in Carolina on Sunday. You know, look the way the way the Panthers' defense got after Dak Prescott, they, they can get after Matt Ryan. You know, attack, attack guys like Ryan Schrader or you know on on the right side there really really try to put pressure on Matt Ryan because you kind of saw the pressure got to him a little bit too. And Ryan of course was making a lot of errant throws against the Eagle. So that's something I think the Panthers can take away from that game when, when they look at film and really kind of game plan, you know, really like peppers good after him, Addison. I, I think those guys can make life uh, a little hectic for Matt Ryan so i'm I'm really gonna be intrigued to see what uh what they kind of dial up here on Sunday. and again we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more when I join forces with Aaron later this week to really talk more about the game. But early on, uh, I think you have to feel pretty good about the Panthers' chances, even on the road against Atlanta. now, of course, the Falcons are going to be feeling good because it's their home opener. You know, coming off the loss, they're going to try to avoid 0-2. So it's not like it's going to be an easy ride, but I think I think the Panthers
1: should feel pretty good going into Atlanta. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found... Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
0: Just real quick, we'll wrap around the NFC South again. Really only one game to talk about uh, since the Falcons played on Thursday. and We kind of touched on it a little bit. So the only other game, because again, they played each other, was that wild shootout between the Buccaneers and the Saints. So the Buccaneers go into New Orleans and stun the Saints 48-40 as Ryan Fitzpatrick has kind of the game of his life. 21-28, of 28, 417 yards, four touchdowns. He also carried the ball 12 times for 36 yards and rushed for a touchdown. So Fitzpatrick counting for five touchdowns. If you had him in your fantasy lineup, first of all, uh, you guys have some major balls sticking Fitzpatrick in your in your fantasy lineup. But if you did, then kudos to you and congratulations on what I'm sure either gave you a victory in your league or possibly if you played daily, uh, hopefully won you some cash. Uh, and Peyton Barber, seven, 19 carries, 69 yards, and a lot of the receivers getting involved. I mean, it was... Pretty much like a family affair for the Buccaneers. Mike Mike Evans, seven catches, buck 47 and a touch. Deshaun Jackson, five catches, buck 46, two touchdowns. Uh, CJ Godwin found the end zone, or Chris Godwin, excuse me, found the end zone, three catches, 41 yards. But, I mean, uh, not to be outdone, the Saints, uh, Drew Brees did his thing as well, 37 to 45, 433 yards. Three touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, only eight carries for 29 yards, but he did find the end zone twice rushing and also did, did his big damage in the receiving game. Nine catches, buck 12 in a touchdown. Michael Thomas, 16 catches for 180 yards, which I believe uh, was the most. This week. Of course, Julio Jones had buck 69 against the Eagles, uh, but I believe Thomas right now is the leader in the clubhouse there with a buck 80. And Ted Ginn also found the end zone with five catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. But again, that's kind of your. We talked about how there's always a WTF moment in week one. At first, it was that the Buccaneers putting up 48 in New Orleans. Uh, but that award, by far, goes to the Steelers and the Browns, who played to a 21-21 tie. First time, I believe they said since 1971, that there was a tie in Week 1. But in terms of the NFC South, Buccaneers beat the Saints 48-40. So the early NFC South standings have the Buccaneers and the Panthers both at 1-0, the Saints and the Falcons at 0-1. Uh Buccaneers will entertain the defending Super Bowl champion, the Philadelphia Eagles, at home in their home opener. While the Saints uh, will also play at home again against the 0-0-1 Cleveland Browns. And again, Panthers and Falcons next Sunday. So that's the NFC South wrap-up from Week 1. Uh, but that kind of will wrap it up here. I think I think we'll get it out of here on that note. Again, the the big story right now is the health and status of Greg Olson and Darrell Williams, and we'll find that out on Monday or well today. So hopefully, hopefully it's nothing too serious for the two of them, but. Uh, they, like Again, they said the injury to Williams at least is different than the one he suffered in the preseason, so fingers crossed that it's not too bad and he can get back out there at some point uh, rather quickly. Uh, but in any event, that'll do it here for this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. The Locked On 1-0 Panthers, that is and hoping to make it 2-0 next week against the the car- against the Atlanta Falcons. So until next time, Bill he thanks so much for listening and keeping it locked here. Really appreciate the support. Uh, stick and stay with us the rest of the week. We'll talk pro football focus and snap counts and grades and all that fun stuff, and then just get you guys ready for the big divisional battle against the Atlanta Falcons. So until next time, keep it locked here on Locked On Panthers. Until next time, take care, everybody.
1: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.